Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 214, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone, we're glad you're here and today is the third of our three days in Luke's Gospel listening to some of Jesus' parables. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now It's Marvin the friendly, curious cow So Marvin, what have you been up to today? Oh Dave, I was almost late I spent the last like 25 minutes looking for my keys Oh yeah, yeah I've done that, that's horrible Well, I assume you find them in the end? Yeah, yeah, it turned out they were in my coat pocket. Oh, you know, Marvin, I I didn't know you wore coats. I don't think I've ever seen you wear one. Yeah, exactly, Dave, I don't. That's why it seemed so unlikely that that's where they'd be. But, Marvin, if you do... You know what? Never mind. Actually, Marvin, well, that fits perfectly in with our parables for today. Oh, it does. Hmm. Yeah, Dave, it's amazingly fortuitous how often the adventures of my day-to-day life seem to coincide so perfectly with the reading for that day. Yeah, it is remarkable, Marvin. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So, who's reading for us today? Well, today we're back to our friend Deirdre. Oh, hi, Deirdre. Hello again, everyone. Today's reading is from Luke chapter 15, verses 1 to 32. The tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were whispering amongst themselves. They said, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them a story. He said, Suppose one of you has 100 sheep and loses one of them. Won't he leave the 99 in the open country? Won't he go and look for the lost sheep until he finds it? When he finds it, he will joyfully put it on his shoulders and go home. Then he will call his friends and neighbours together. He will say, Be joyful with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, it will be the same in heaven. There will be great joy when one sinner turns away from sin. Yes, there will be more joy than for 99 godly people who do not need to turn away from their sins. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the house? Won't she search carefully until she finds the coin? And when she finds it, she will call her friends and neighbours together. She will say, Be joyful with me. I have found my lost coin. I tell you, it is the same in heaven. There is joy in heaven over one sinner who turns away from sin. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger son spoke to his father. He said, Father, Give me my share of the family property. So the father divided his property between his two sons. Not long after that, the younger son packed up all he had. Then he left for a country far away. There he wasted his money on wild living. He spent everything he had. Then the whole country ran low on food. So the son didn't have what he needed. He went to work from someone who lived in that country. That person sent the son to the fields to feed the pigs. The son wanted to fill his stomach with the food the pigs were eating. 
but no one gave him anything. Then he began to think clearly again. He said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough food? But here I am, dying from hunger. I will get up and go back to my father. I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and I have sinned against you. I am no longer fit to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. While the son was still a long way off, his father saw him. He was filled with tender love for his son. He ran to him, he threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against you and against heaven. I am no longer fit to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattest calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. This son of mine was dead and now he is alive again. He was lost and now he is found. So they began to celebrate. The older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants. He asked him what was going on. Your brother has come home, the servant replied. Your father has killed the fattest calf. He has done this because your brother is back safe and sound. The older brother became angry. He refused to go in. So his father went out and begged him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I have worked like a slave for you. I have always obeyed your orders. You never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But this son of yours wasted your money with some prostitutes. Now he comes home and for him you've killed the fattest calf. My son, the father said, you are always with me. Everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad. This brother of yours was dead and now he is alive again. He was lost and now he is found. Thanks, Deirdre. Okay, Dave, yeah, so three parables about stuff getting lost. Yeah, like you said, just like my keys. So we had the lost sheep and the lost coin and then the lost son. Yep, that's right, Marvin. See, the Pharisees looked and thought, what is Jesus doing? Hanging out with these horrible people, these tax collectors, these sinners. Yeah, Dave, I I was going to ask, how come they didn't like tax collectors? I mean, wasn't that just kind of a job? Oh, well, here comes Professor. It's Professor Westminster. Ah, so, Marvin, the tax collectors, huh? Oh, yeah, Professor. You know, how come people hated them so much? Okay, so, Marvin, as we know, Israel didn't have its own king in charge anymore. You know, like it did with Saul and David and Solomon. Yeah, okay. 
So, instead, it was the Romans who were the ones in charge, yeah? Okay. Yeah, so the Israelites, they didn't like that. They wanted to be their own country with their own people in charge. Yeah, they didn't like having someone else ruling them. So they weren't too keen on the Romans, yeah? Okay, yeah, I see. Now, the tax collectors, they were Israelites who had decided to work for the Romans, yeah? So right away, some of the Israelites would have thought, hey, you guys are traitors, yeah? Shame on you all. But I'm afraid it wasn't just that. You see, if the Romans said, okay, tax collectors, everyone has to give us one gold coin this week, well, the tax collectors, they might go out and say, okay, everyone, this week you have to give us three gold coins, and then they would keep the two extra coins for themselves. Oh, all those sneaky old tax collectors. Yeah, so that is why everyone hated them. And when the Bible talks about a group of people who were, you know, the big old stinkers, a lot of the time it just says tax collectors and sinners. Because, well, they were just the worst. Okay, yeah. Thanks, Professor. So, yeah, the Pharisees were thinking, oh, these people are gross. Why doesn't he stay away from them like we do? But instead, he goes to their houses. He actually eats with them. But, you see, they just weren't getting it. These tax collectors and sinners... They were lost. They had turned away from God. They were on their way to a terrible forever away from God. And so just like the shepherd would go after a lost sheep, or like the woman who lost her coin would search high and low for it, Jesus had left the glories, the amazingness of heaven, to look for and to save those people who were lost. Okay, yeah. So those tax collectors and sinners were were precious to God, huh? I mean, worth going after. Yeah, exactly, Marvin. Those sinners like us. In the third story, the parable of the lost son, we get this great picture of the father just running out to meet his son who has come home and flinging his arms around him and celebrating. Boys and girls, it's amazing to think that that's how God feels about sinners like us. That when we decide or when we decided to follow him, God will be or was that excited. I mean, imagine God running out towards you and giving you a huge hug and welcoming you into his family. Oh, wow, yeah, a God hug. Hmm, that would be amazing. Yep, and that's how special you are to your father in heaven. But you know, that last story, it wasn't just about the lost son and how much the father loved him and how glad he was to have him safe and sound back home. It was also about that older brother. See, in the story, the older brother got sulky and grumbled because the father was so excited to have the lost son return to him, even after the younger brother had been completely horrible. As Jesus said about saving the tax collectors and sinners, well, those Pharisees were doing just the same thing. Instead of rejoicing and saying, wow, look, these people are turning to God. They're coming back to God's family. Well, they were grumbling. Jesus wanted them to understand this rescue mission that he was on. They were the ones who claimed to be God's people. But if they were that, well, then they should be rejoicing at God was doing, not grumbling about it. Okay, yeah, I see. So, boys and girls, today, give thanks to God that when we were lost, Jesus left heaven to find us and to save us. Thank him that though we do nothing to deserve that love, he loves us like the father in the story loved the son, running to throw his arms around us and welcoming us into his family forever. Oh, hooray! Yep, today's parables were just full of good news. So, Marvin, that is it for today. Our last day of parables. Let's say goodbye and we'll be back tomorrow to quiz it up. Oh yeah, of course. Great. Okay, well, bye everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave Josh.